Programs, initiatives, protect kids, athletes. We're hearing about uh, Gymnastics Canada, Hockey Canada, with an initiative announced today, an action plan to shatter the code of silence and eliminate toxic behavior in and around Canada's game. More on that in just mere seconds, but also want to remind everybody, Ken Weeb is sportsnet.ca and 680 CJB hockey coverage. Going to be by to talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois addressing the media today and uh, the big trade that happened on the weekend as well. We're also going to find out what's coming up in the news with Rich and Julie uh, just before 3 o'clock. Don't forget, cjob.com. Uh, question of the day is up there. Go and vote as well, and we'll get to those results prior to this hour wrapping up as well. But uh, very pleased to welcome in Greg Gahuli, Graham James survivor, lawyer, author, uh, back to the program. Uh, Greg, thanks for doing this. I know you were on the start this morning and the connection fell through, so we just wanted to continue the conversation. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing well. Here's hoping the phone holds out. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you read the Hockey Canada release about their new action plan to shatter the code of silence? Yeah, and look, it's a wonderful first step if you forget about the previous 30, 40 years, right? And the problem here is that there's a hockey cultural problem, and the people who now have seen the light and want to do the right thing have unfortunately allowed the wrong thing to happen for far too long. Hockey Canada needs to be rebuilt, and there's a real hockey cultural problem here. Yeah, and so let's get into that. Um, And I agree with you. I I think... You know, in a roundabout way, and maybe this is the right way to say it, maybe it's the wrong way, but it was forced on them is the unfortunate part about this new action plan. Yeah, and, and look, when I came forward, uh, I've been through the Hockey Canada system. I went through my situation with Graham, uh, the legalities, compensation, working with Hockey Canada, all of that. I would have thought at the end of the day that Hockey Canada maybe would have thought I was someone who could have provided some insight into how they deal with things, what they're looking at, and what they can improve on a go-forward basis. Threw up my hand as a volunteer, and it was, you know, thanks but no thanks. They, they, they had it all covered, and they wanted nothing to do with anyone trying to help them at all. So this, I've seen this coming for years. And whether it's you or somebody else, Greg, why is that? Like, that's the part of the quote-unquote hockey culture has become this term that we just use when we hear about cases. I, I'm wondering, you know, whether it's you or somebody else that could legitimately help them. That's part of the code of silence. Like, why are we not embracing this, um, taking your insight and moving forward that way? Why do you think they don't rely on you? Well, I, I think it, there's a general bias throughout society not to rock the boat. And Anytime someone comes forward to challenge authority, there are those who are receptive to change and those who are more concerned about their own position within the bigger scheme of things. And Hockey Canada is an institution full of lifers. Hockey Manitoba is an institution full of lifers. Look, Manitoba has its own problem. Uh, Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press did a wonderful series uh, two years ago going into, you know, did Winnipeg or Manitoba ever really have its reckoning when it came to Graham James? Did anyone really look more deeply into who maybe knew what? Instead, what he found, and, and it, it echoes, you know, obviously my experience, nobody wants to find out the ugly truth. It's just easier to pretend that this doesn't happen. And when it percolates to the top, let's deal with it and get it off our desks. And here's hoping as few people as possible find out about it. And that's what was happening here un- until the levy broke and the litigation came forward. And now all of a sudden, Hockey Canada is is believing that it's properly positioned to fix this? Come on. 
And that's why, sadly, in my opinion, that's why you're so unique because you are a survivor, but you're also a lawyer, can speak to litigation and understand that. I did a brief segment Friday when the news came out just at the start of my show, off the top of my head, but I don't understand. I, I get the past. I get that that sort of leaning that yeah. you're talking about of just trying to make things go away because of the PR of it. There's no better PR in the past couple of years than to come forward and say that we're looking into this. I think that's the more positive PR now on how the pendulum has swung. So I'm wondering why even when these cases, and I think that's what they're trying to do with this 2003 accusation or allegations that have come out on Friday is they're trying to get ahead of it. I don't want to give them credit because I'm disappointed in a lot of the way they've handled the history. But on Friday, when they acknowledged and came forward with that, I think that that's the new norm or should be. And I'm wondering if we're getting there in your mind. Well, I think we are, and that's absolutely right. That's that. What they did on Friday is what they should have done three years ago when news first broke about what happened in in the more recent uh, incident. Uh, the the problem that we have, I think, with what happened is that Tom Rennie was so well intentioned. He lo- he lost the forest for the trees. In other words. Once it came out that the victim didn't want anything more done, you can see where individuals within Hockey Canada said, oh, my goodness, everything I've been taught now is to think about the victim first and hockey second. I'm going to do everything the victim wants to do. And they lost sight of the fact that maybe the victim was pressured not to want to take this forward. And you can kind of see where one very well-intentioned move led to an awful lot of bad consequences down the road. I don't ascribe evil to the people who work at Hockey Canada. I, I'm more a believer that you, you've had people in hockey for decades finding themselves in positions running organizations with responsibilities that you know, are far different from figuring out the neutral zone trap. And, and that's not, not to say anything ill of these people. It's just that that hockey culture promotes and promotes and promotes from within, and there's no room for for a, a different viewpoint or a breath of fresh air to kind of come in and say, hey, it's 2022, this is how we do things now. Yeah, and Greg, along those lines, and I'm not trying to alleviate any of the responsibility put on anybody in the past, off anybody in the past, but I'm wondering if this is not a, a great opportunity to educate that too, so that going forward, like you, you have an understanding as a normal person who's worried about the neutral zone trap on how to handle this. Is, is there any sort of validation in the fact that they didn't know how to handle it. And, and, and so that's why, like, can there be something gained from the fact that, okay, you didn't have that knowledge then, but in the future, if this comes up while you're working on a system or a neutral zone trap, that's how you, this is how you handle it. Well, I, I think that's right. Education is a wonderful thing and, and, and good people, well-intentioned people, and the vast majority of people involved in hockey are good and well-intentioned can learn. And, and that, that's where there's optimism for change going forward. What I don't want to see, though, is people in positions of power and authority who made the mistake or, or let these things happen uh, be allowed to stay in those positions and say, oh, I, I get it now. I, I will help teach the others. No, 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 no. These people, the board of directors of Hockey Canada, the senior executives of Hockey Canada, they, they should, by all rights, each and every one of them be throwing up their hands and saying, mea culpa, we got it wrong this is on me. I have to take a step back, resign, and learn. And it's not for me to now try to pretend that I've learned and can teach. You guys made the mistake. You people made the mistake. It's time for you to shut up and listen and learn. 
and along those lines, Greg, what do you make of when you hear Gymnastics Canada or, you know, something in a different sport and, and basically in society? Like, because hockey is so prevalent in this country, I'm hoping it could also help other avenues that we're hearing from other cases. Um, it's because of the notoriety of, of what's taken place in the past in hockey. Well, that's right. It's a, it's a societal problem generally. It's just it's got an added uh, light shone upon it because it is hockey. But look, let's think about what's going on in Winnipeg right now as you speak, and you're going to be talking to Sport Manitoba. Hockey Manitoba honored a fellow named George Elliott, who was Graham's right-hand man and his closest business associate. Hockey culture reflects who hockey honors. Ed Chenoweth was the, the head of the Western Hockey League, and what was happening while he, he was running the, the league, Graham James was moving from one team to another amidst rumors and nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, he's got a relationship with Sheldon and maybe some others. You can't have trophies named after people who let it happen. You can't have Hockey Manitoba honoring Graham's best and closest business associate. And you can't have the Winnipeg police pretending that Butch Eakin didn't work as a police officer while Graham was abusing kids after Butch himself laid hands on Graham, after Graham went after Butch's younger brother. You got the police, you got the school board in, in St. James, Butch's dad, George uh, uh, Eakin, was, uh, was a school trustee, let Graham teach. This is a societal problem, and until we get over the urge to look the other way and not rock the boat, people and badness will happen, and they'll get away with doing bad things. So let's please finally accept this as a teaching time to learn and get people who know what time it is into positions of authority and what and i always like to lean on on someone like yourself and your expertise what what would be good going forward what 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 you're hearing what you're reading from some of these programs but what else would you like to see i think people need to set the priority straight and you send uh powerful messages when you make meaningful moves and so i think the board of hockey canada should step down I think the senior executives within Hockey Canada should be replaced. I think there needs to be government uh, oversight uh, where, with respect to where the money goes. And I think a, a wonderful message would be sent that sexual assault is more important than junior hockey by having the Canadian national junior team pull out of the upcoming world tournament. Greg, I appreciate your time and your insight, and thank you for doing this once again. And, hey, the phone line did stay connected, so they got the important message out. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much for having me.